First Peter 2 and 9. You are a chosen generation. It's going to list seven things about you. And then it's going to tell you your purpose. This verse talks to me. This verse talks to me. This verse describes the Christian's purpose. What is your purpose? Why are you here? Why are you on earth? What are you called to do? What is God saying to you right now? Let's look at 1 Peter 2.9. This verse talks to me. You are a chosen generation. Put a one next to that. You are a royal priesthood. Put a two next to that. You are a holy nation. You are his own special people. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's the fifth thing. Who once were not a people, but now are the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Seven things about you so that you can what? Proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So he has chosen us, made us royal. You're wearing your royal garments. You are a royal priesthood. You are a royal high priest. You are part of his holy nation. You're his own special people, special, special forces sent in to do what? Proclaim his praises. Proclaim his praises. To proclaim his praises. This gives me purpose. This gives me destiny. One time I was in church. God spoke to my heart very clearly. He said, bring me all the praise you possibly can. That's personal and corporate. So we're going to save some time here at the end and we're going to unmute ourselves and just praise as loud as you can in your personal space. Amen. Let's just practice right now. Let, muted or unmuted. Let's just praise God for 30 seconds. 30 seconds, praise break. We're going to proclaim the praises who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. This is your special purpose, you special forces. Let's do this. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God is awesome. God is mighty. God is incredible. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You are awesome. You are awesome. Receive praise. Receive glory. Receive honor. Receive our praise. Receive our praise. Receive our praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. You are awesome. Thank you, Lord, that you've made me a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, called me out of darkness into his marvelous light, made me part of the people of God who have obtained mercy. Thank you, God. 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 Hey, 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, what this is right here is a factory. This is a factory. Good things, if I put good things into the factory, really good things come out of the factory. I have this thought factory. And so if I put in good thoughts into my thought factory, good words come out of my thought factory. Words make things. Words cause things. Words make stuff happen. Words will change things, good or bad. So if I put negative thoughts in here into my thought factory, then I'm liable, I'm like liable to have bad words come out and create bad things. So I'm always trying to put good things in here into my thought factory so that good words come out that I would proclaim the praises of him who called me out of darkness into his marvelous light made me a, his own special people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are this. You are 1 Peter 2.9. Amen? All right. 1 Thessalonians 5.16. These are our key verses. We're going to go over these verses in every class. We're going to have this class meeting all through the month of May. And our second verse, these are memory verses. 1 Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always. That's, that's tough, isn't it? Always is how often? Always. Wow. Can you do that? That's, that's, that's asking a lot, isn't it? That means you've got to like to be baby goat happy all the time. You got to be baby pup. You got to be just a little, a little German Shepherd puppy happy all the time. Just all the time, you got to be happy like a puppy. A puppy wakes up happy, doesn't it? Puppies wake up happy. Tails wagging, ears are up. Hey God, good morning. Hi God, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. One of the ways we can do that is with tongues. I pray in tongues when I'm driving. In everything, give thanks. Doesn't say for everything. It doesn't say you give thanks for the bad thing that happened. But it says in the midst of, let's say there's a, a traffic accident. You can still give God thanks while you're processing a traffic accident. Todd White has a great story about how he led a guy to the Lord in a traffic accident. Guy rear-ends him, ruins his truck, ruin, ruins the other guy's truck. Everybody's upset. Everybody's having a bad day. Todd White <laughs> helps calm the guy down, prays for him. And then ends up leading him to Christ. Glory to God. In a traffic accident. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God. What's the will of God? This. This is the will of God. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. How do I know God's will? 
It's right here, 1 Thessalonians 5. This is the will of God. Do it. Psalm 100. How do we come into God's presence? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. That'll do you a whole lot of good. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Have a thankful heart and give him thanks. Express that thanks unto him. And then worship is blessing his holy name. Worship is, is praising him for who he is. Praise is thanking God for what he has done. It's rehearsing all the things that God has done for us. From salvation to each miracle that God has done for us. And it's really important that we keep track of the different miracles God has done for us along the way. Because the, the new challenge seems to be novel. It seems to be unique. It seems to be wow. And But so was the last challenge. The last challenge seemed to be novel, unique, wow, tough. And God was amazing and incredible and took care of the last challenge and the challenge before that and the challenge before that. I like what one minister said. You haven't had your best miracle yet. Your last miracle wasn't your best miracle. God's best miracle is still in front of you. His best miracle for you is still coming. His best blessing is still coming. His best blessing, his best miracle, his best deliverance is still in front of us. His very best, strongest intervention is still coming. Hallelujah. It's still on its way. It's still out in front of us. All the great things that God is about to do, they're still, on, they're still in front of us. He's done some incredibly good things for me in the past. My last blessing wasn't my best blessing. My best blessing is still out in front of me. Hallelujah. So we're going to go over some key concepts in praise life. One is praise. We're going to study praise. And tonight's going to be mostly about praise. Next week, worship. Then we're going to talk about glory and honor. Honor is a huge word. We've got a whole sermon series about it. Thanksgiving. You can say so much about being thankful. And then something that, that God really talks to me a lot about is that he is near to the humble. He is near to the brokenhearted. And he knows the proud from afar off. And, and pride is something that uh, most proud people don't know they're proud. And that's not a good thing. So uh, we really have to uh, examine ourselves. Um, the Bible says to humble yourself. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. It's really not somebody else's job to do for you. 
Uh, it's quite annoying if somebody starts calling us on our pride. So it's important for us to uh, humble ourselves. Uh, Bible tells us to do that to yourself. Uh, but if we will do that, here comes God's presence. If we avoid that and we resist humbling ourselves and resist using humility, we're pushing God away. It says he knows the proud from afar off, wants nothing to do with them. All right, very important. Acts chapter 16. Let's go to our Bibles to Acts chapter 16. We're going to look at Paul and Silas in prison. It's a famous story. We all know about it. And they're going along, doing the work of God. And here comes this uh, damsel possessed with this evil spirit. It's a demon-possessed uh, young girl. And um, people are using her for money. And they're charging money to use this demon-possessed girl to uh, do divination. And she sees... Paul and Silas, and she says, she starts uh, crying out, saying, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they show the way unto salvation. And this she did many days, and finally it got under Paul's skin. And Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her right away. And her masters were upset because this hurt them in the pocketbook. So this... This basically took away their business, and so uh, they drew them into the uh, marketplace where these guys did a lot of their business. Said so these guys are hurting our business, our idle, our idle business. These guys are messing up our our game, and so they got beat up for financial reasons. They got beat up and thrown into prison for financial reasons. And what did they do? They're, they were beaten badly. And then they were thrown into prison. There's no lights. There's no uh, nothing, in, nothing there. It's nasty. Their feet are put in stocks. They're laying on the floor. Their clothes were ripped off. So they're mostly naked. They're laying basically in human excrement with uh, open sores at midnight. And they had been serving God. This would be a really easy time to complain. This would be a really easy time to feel sorry for yourself. This would be a real easy time to point the finger at God, wouldn't it? Hey. You know, God, look at this. Here I am, Lord. I'm serving you. I'm serving you, Lord. And look what it got me. It got me this. Look at these stripes. Look at what I've done. I tore my claws. I got this. I got this. Be easy to complain, wouldn't it? It'd be very easy to complain. But, of course, we know what the story says. At midnight, when things look the worst, 
at midnight they prayed and sang praises to God. And they sang so loud that the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a mighty earthquake and everybody got delivered. Everybody got delivered. When you are in the right place with the right heart, giving the praises to God, hey, you can influence a big area. Your praise is powerful. Your praise and worship is powerful. Your praise and worship is powerful. The prisoners heard them. The jailer heard them. The earthquake happened. All their bands were loose. The jailer came in. The jailer gets saved. Huge revival breaks out. Awesome story. Awesome, awesome story. What is, what do we, what are, what's our takeaway here? Hey, everybody's had that midnight hour when, man, it was bad. It was really, really bad. I mean, every, everything looked terrible. Everything looked, it's absolutely terrible. You felt really, really bad. This is when Paul and Simon were praising God. This is, this is then. This is that. I went through something, oh, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago. And um, no, nah, it's a little longer than that. But anyways, um, it was just really bad. It was really, really bad. And I remember um, praising God in the living room of this rented house we were in. And uh, I was just you know, I was just lifting up the sacrifice of praise. When you, when you have are just surrounded with darkness, just everything is dark all around, front, back, left, right. It just is. It just seems awful. Seems cataclysmic. Something really bad has happened. And I was praising God in the midst of that kind of a situation. And it wasn't very long, but the breakthrough came. It was just like the next day or something like that. The breakthrough comes. And about three days later, maybe four, three or four days later, I remember walking past that same spot in the living room because I had had a spot there in the living room where I would just praise God. You know, kind of one of those crazy, give God a crazy praise. You know, when it's just all you got you know there's just you don't have another response you know and it was a sacrifice of praise kind of a situation well i walked by that same spot and i felt like i walked through something there was a presence there was a thing there there was a spirit there there was the presence of god or the holy spirit was still in that spot and it was kind of like dude why stop? You know, you got your miracle. You got your deliverance. Come on now. Don't lose this lifestyle. Don't lose that desperate praise and worship lifestyle. Ooh, that's convicting. You know, when, when we get everything kind of going the right direction, we get everything kind of lined up. And everything's kind of flowing like it's supposed to. It's really easy in that context 
when everything's going well, to stop that cycle of just giving God praise and really going after his presence. Come on. Let's not get comfortable. Let's not get fat and lazy. Let's give God his time. Let's give God the time. Let's, get, let's go after God. Even when things seem to be kind of moving in the right direction, go after God. Give him his praise, because what? You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. You once were not a people, now you are the people of God. You had not obtained mercy, now you've obtained mercy, that you may proclaim the praises. That you may proclaim the praises. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise as if we'd just begun. What are we going to be doing in heaven? Praising God, giving him glory. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's put in a lot of rehearsal time here. Let's put in a lot of doing this here on earth. One minister said that the Spirit of God said, if you only knew, if you only knew what happens when you praise the Lord, if you only knew what, happened in, what happens in praise and worship in the spirit realm, around you in the unseen world, what happens in heaven with angels jumping in and joining into your praise and worship, if you only knew what happens in heaven, what happens in the spiritual world, you would praise God morning, noon, and night. You would put in so much more praise if you only knew what's going on behind the scenes. Come on. COVID is here to try and squash worship. That's why I'm such a fan of Sean Foyt right now. What a man. He's doing a lot of stuff. And look at what COVID is. He's doing this right in the face of COVID. And, and everybody's claiming COVID and trying to. And it's all the COVID people that are suing him and pushing back against him. And, uh, and he's just going forward. I love what he's doing. You can give to Sean Foyt Ministries on Venmo. Just did. It's fun. Glory to God. Love that man. Love what he's about. He's doing the right things at the right time. All right. We have one more scripture we want to talk about. Second Chronicles 20. Ooh. Now we're into the good verses. Second Chronicles 20. One of the greatest stories in the entire Bible. So all the bad guys come out. All of the bad guys. Like this kingdom and the other kingdom and the other kingdom and the other kingdom. All the bad guys come out. And they come out against Jehoshaphat. They come out against the Israelites. There's so many bad guys, you can't count them. That's a lot of bad guys, right? And, and so Jehoshaphat stands up and he prays. And he prays this long prayer. 
And basically what he does in his prayer, instead of reciting, oh, there's lots of bad guys. I saw lots of bad guys. They have big spears. They have horses. They have this. They have that. They have tall people. They have mean people. They have strong people. They have this kingdom and that kingdom. You know what? He doesn't pray the uh, Latin name of the diagnosis. He doesn't pray to God what the internet says about that sickness. He doesn't pray to God about all the penalties that might incur if, uh, if you don't pay this bill uh, by Thursday. He doesn't pray any of those things. What Jehoshaphat prays is the promises of God back to God. Hey, that's how you pray. That's how you pray. Don't recite the problem. We don't need to talk about the problem. Let's talk about the promises. Let's talk about the promises. God's got some wonderful promises to you. Fact, many good ministers will study the promises before even praying. What is your need? Do you need physical healing? Study physical healing for an hour and a half, then pray. Study, get your 10, 15 verses out on physical healing. Maybe that might take you 15 minutes. Do that, then pray. Bring God's promises back to God. I taught my son, or my son taught me, I'm not sure which, but one of the things that Gigi and I uh, made sure we did as parents is that we made sure that we were always in agreement we made sure that we always kept our word. Our son could never go to one parent for one thing and play each other, play us off of each other or anything like that. We were 100% in agreement on discipline. It was always the same way and you couldn't get one to bend and you couldn't get the other to do something. It was, we were in step, always. Now, if I told my son that if you uh, got your homework done and you did your chores and you cleaned your room, we could go to the park. If he came to me and he said, my homework is done, my chores are done, you said we could go to the park. I check, homework done, chores done. Doesn't matter what other things I had going. I made that promise we can go to the park and I would take him to the park. And I kept my word as almost almost 100%. I would say it's like 99% because I really wanted uh, my son to understand that I kept my word. Because fathers and parenting is a symbol of what God's going to be like. So if he learns to trust my word, then it's going to be easy for him to trust God's word. And he's had some marvelous miracles in his life because he has... Learn to trust the word of his natural father and his heavenly father. So, Jehoshaphat recites the promises of God. 
the covenant with God and prays for help. And as soon as he does this, a prophet speaks up and says, you will not need to fight in this battle. You're going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God is going to fight for you in this thing. And so they, they start worshiping God and they go to bed that night and they wake up early the next morning and Jehoshaphat does what? He puts the worship team out in front. He puts the singers and the worshipers out in front of the army and they sing and sang praises to God. And here's one of the key verses there. It says, when they started, started, when they began to sing praises, God sent the deliverance. As they began, God sent the deliverance. When Daniel prayed, uh, that Daniel fast prayer where the angel comes after 21 days. You know that one? The angel was sent when Daniel began to pray. On day one, the angel was sent. This is an important thing because many times on day one of your prayers, of your important prayers about that important thing, day one, the answer was sent from heaven. So what are we supposed to do on day two, three, four, five, six? Month number two, what are we supposed to do? Praise life. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him and thank him. Praise him and thank him. Praise him and thank him. Praise him. That's what we do between praying and receiving is praise. Anything else is doubt and unbelief. It is. And I believe that the more praise that we add between the prayer and seeing it fulfilled shortens the time. It strengthens your angels. It strengthens your angels. It strengthens your angels. It strengthens your angels. It puts your enemies to flight. It puts the enemies to flight. It puts Satan to flight. And it gives you from your prayer to your receiving. Brings it together. There is a lot that happens in praise and worship. Enemies flee. Angels are sin. Angels are empowered. Come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so when they began to sing praises, all the bad guys started to fight against each other. They arrive on the scene. All the bad guys are dead. And they just go and they just start taking all the swords and the jewels and the shoes and helmets and all the stuff. And it says it took three days to gather up all the spoil. And on the fourth day, they had a big feast. And the result was J-O-Y. Joy! There was joy. There was joy. There was joy when we do this thing right. There is joy when, you're, when your praise 
and your uh, prayer it all comes together. If there isn't a whole lot of praise, then there probably isn't going to be a whole lot of joy. But when there's a lot of praise that goes along with your prayer, with thanksgiving, make your request be known unto God. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. With joy, with praise, this is your attitude. Oh, God, you know how bad this all is. You know how this is. Oh, God. I don't think that that's moving the needle that well in heaven. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Now, our textbook for this class is The Untapped Power of Praise by Reverend Kenneth Hagen Jr. It's an awesome volume. It is, there it is. Hold it up there, Shani. It is one of my favorite books. Keep it up there, Shani. Um, it's one of my absolute favorite books. If, if I only could have 10 books uh, on my shelf, this would be one of them. This book is super inspiring. It's one of my 10 best favorite Christian books. Um, there aren't a ton of like really deep truths, but every page of that book is inspiring helpful uplifting and helpful every page is helpful every page is helpful every page will lift your spirits it's a great book um it's an interesting book um because a lot of times uh, ministers of large churches uh, when they have a lot to do and they have a big staff, they'll assign a sermon series. And this this was a sermon series. And this was a, uh, Kenneth Hagin Jr. Was a, was a super busy minister. Um, Kenneth Hagin Sr. was alive at the time. And Kenneth Hagin Jr. basically ran his ministry, ran the church, built the church. Uh, oh my gosh, he had so many responsibilities. He had something like 350 employees. And, uh, and he had to also preach the sermon series. Well, I think that there's, a, there's a, some collaboration. I think there's multiple inputs in, in this uh, because I remember telling him uh, to his face, this is one of the most powerful books, most wonderful books I've ever read. And uh, instead of him just looking me in the eye and saying, thank you very much, he dropped his eyes and he goes, oh, well, uh, thank you. And, and, and the way he broke eye contact with me was, was curious um, because I, I, I have, he has said that uh, others have written some of his material before. And, uh, well, could have happened here. Anyways, wonderful collaboration, wonderful material. It's, it's absolutely terrific. Um, he preached it it's, uh, it's under his name, so it's his book. You'll love it. Anyways, in uh, chapter one of that book, it talks about Lillian B. Yeomans, and she was a famous missionary, and uh, we're just going to just tell that story again. Uh, famous missionary in China, and uh, smallpox was ravaging uh, China at that time, and this missionary is there in the midst of smallpox, and smallpox is absolutely deadly. And um, here comes somebody into this uh, rescue mission in China, and this Westerner 
uh, prays for this uh, lady, and and she is just you know she's basically got a death sentence. Um, you know, here you have this uncurable, advanced stage, rapidly progressing illness that has covered you with sores head to toe. You're on your way to the mortuary. I mean, you're on your way to the grave. And you're, from the looks of things, you're days away. And um, I'm sure it doesn't feel good. And so uh, this person is, is distraught. But this missionary teaches them the word of faith, teaches them the, what the Bible says about healing, and then gets this word of knowledge about praise versus requests. You've been requesting, and your basket of requests is quite full. You've been asking God for healing, asking God for healing, asking God for healing. And you put in all of these requests in the request basket. But in the balance is your praise and thanksgiving basket. Your praise and thanksgiving basket is over here. Because the Bible says, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Well, do we give equal time with, to our, with thanksgiving with our requests? So what, what, this, what they saw there was when your thanksgiving basket is as heavy as or more so than your request basket, your thanksgiving will lift your request basket up to heaven and your answer will come. Well, this person took that to heart and morning, noon, and night, this person was thanking God and praising God and, and it just seemed like the delirious rants of a dying person because it just went on and on and on and some 48 or 72 hours later, Boom, the door opens up. Hallelujah. And this person who walked in with a nasty case, a fatal case, a terminal case of smallpox, covered head to toe in sores, walks out completely clear. Completely clear. No sores. No evidence of smallpox. 100% healed. 100% healed because their Thanksgiving basket had increased to the point where they were completely healed. What do you do between asking and receiving? Praise God. You praise God. You praise God. Gloria Copeland, tremendous minister and tremendous teacher on the subject of divine healing had this to say. She said, God spoke to her and said, wondering is wavering. What, is the, what does the book of James say about wavering? Let him who wavers expect to receive nothing from God. He is like a ship of the ocean tossed and turned by the seas. He's not going to get nothing from God. 
Ooh. Smart people like you guys, like me, we want to think about things and what ifs and what about, and the devil will give us all kinds of questions to, to ponder and think about. The devil will play with your mind and ask you a ton of questions to try to get you to do this one W word, a waiver. And then Gloria Copeland caught him, caught the devil and found out that this, just wondering, wondering about your situation, wondering what about and whenever and are wondering. Wondering is wavering. So if you've prayed, if you believe you received when you prayed, Put a date on it, put a timestamp on it, and stand on it. I believed I received when I prayed on Thursday, May 6th, 8 o'clock at night. That's when I believed I received, and that's my point in time, when they, as soon as they prayed, as, as soon as Daniel prayed, the angel said, as soon as you prayed, I was sent. As soon as they began to pray, sing, and pray, began to sing praises to the Lord, the Lord sent the ambushments against the enemy. As soon as. So when you pray, as soon as, believe you receive when you pray. That's your point in time. That's when the prayer was answered. It's not answered 21 days later when you finally see it. No, it was answered when you believed you received. That's the answer. The answer was sent. The pizza was ordered. The pizza's on its way. You're going to receive the pizza. It's on its way. Set the table. Get ready. Get ready. Start praying to God. Get ready. Get everything out. Put your silverware out and all that kind of stuff. Clean up and everything. Get everybody, wash your hands and sit down, put a bill on. It's time. It's coming. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Last nugget for tonight. Thankful children receive more. Fact of life. Fact of life. If there are 10 kids in your classroom and one of them is always thanking you for this and thanking you for that and thank you so much, teacher, when you brought in those cookies, that, oh, I just, those cookies you brought in, teacher, I, I don't think I've ever had a cookie ever, ever, ever that was as good as that cookie. That cookie was the finest cookie I think I have ever had. You make the best cookies. I love those cookies that you make. They, oh, oh, it just melted in my mouth. That was such a good cookie, those chocolate chip cookies. Oh, my gosh, they were good chocolate chip cookies. Do you want to make more chocolate chip cookies when a kid talks to you like that? Boy, I want to just buy cookies, 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 and make tons of cookies for that kid, right? 
Lord, we love your blessings. Lord, we love your blessings. Lord, we are thankful. Lord, we are thankful for all that you are and all that you do. Thank you, God. Let's just conclude with this. We're just going to conclude with praise. We're going to conclude with thanksgiving. We're going to conclude by um, applying 1 Peter 2, 9, because we are that chosen generation. We are that royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are his own special people with a purpose, created for a purpose. Why are you here on earth? That Why did you get saved? Why did God predestine you to be saved? So that you would proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not obtained mercy, now you've got mercy. Now the mercy of God is upon us that we would do this. Let's do this. I want you to write down a specific amount of time each day that you are going to dedicate to just one thing, and that's praising God. And I start small. Don't don't say, "Gosh, I'm I'm going to set aside four hours." If you can do that, God bless you. I can, but uh, if you can, you. You're just awesome. Um, but set aside an amount of time that you can just give God 100% of praise. I believe that as we do this, as a group, you are going to see victories. And I am excited for the victories that I am going to hear about. I'm excited about the testimonies. So I want you to like think about the things that you are praying for and expecting to have happen in the month of May. And by the end of the month of May, I want you to start to, to write down and, and, and share with us the victories that are springing up in everybody's lives. Because praise is paving your road to victory. Praise is paving your route to victory. Praise is the angel's highway. Praise is taking your prayer request and its manifestation and shortening that time frame. I really believe that the more praise and the more enthusiasm we put in that praise, the faster and the closer that manifestation comes. Here's our prayer request. Here's the manifestation. Praise is the magnet that's going to pull that together. Hallelujah.